Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to the Nile Nine podcast. It's Nile and Andrea back talking remotely in in the new normal as we are uh, getting accustomed to. This is our third week talking together. How are you, Andrea? I'm good. How are you? Well, you're eating your uh, jam tart there. I'm eating my jam tart. Yeah, I made jam tarts. Uh, they are deceptively easy to make, um, mm. but it is my first pastry, so I'm very delighted about it. Yeah, I made a coffee cake this week. That was my first time ever making that. So. You did. You you said that it, um, it collapsed, but the the picture that you sent me looked great. Oh, it definitely collapsed. <laughs> okay. Anyway, okay. it tasted great, so I was happy mm. with that. Um, these are the kind of things we have to do to keep ourselves sane in this time. Yes. I guess. Um, so what are we got? What else are we keep keeping us sane this week? Uh, we're going to be talking about a new album from Empress of. I'm your Empress of her third album, and also some new songs from The Strokes, Laura Marling, Chai, and uh, that boy Drake is back again. We're going to be talking about him. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I guess how are you doing since I t- saw you last on the screen in front of me? How have you been doing? Um, it doesn't feel like it's been a week. I think all the days are really blurring, but. No, been good, been busy. Um, wrote an essay for Rogue Collective, which seemed to go down well. So thank you to people for that, reading yes. that and responding well to it. So that was nice. Um, reading a lot of books that we'll talk about at the end of the episode. Um, watch Tiger King, probably talk about that at the end of the episode as well. I've not seen um, it yet. I've not seen it yet. Oh, have you not? Yeah, you, you fly through it. Um, I'll give you my non-spoiler cliff notes for it and just sort of I've gotten back into exercise which is nice Um, since the weather's gotten a bit better I am really really lucky I have like this I live on the top floor of my apartment complex so our balcony is like massive it's like really um, 
like kind of steep balcony so we've loads of space on it um and it's got a really nice view but we don't use it because the like the sound right I'm so sorry for how privileged this is going to sound but the the floor of it is like just gray concrete and it's really ugly to look at when it doesn't have like loads of plants and stuff on it so now I'm making big plans to like get a little vegetable garden going up there get some plants, make it a nice place to be because I have a feeling that it's going to be the extent of my outside world for the next few months. So I've been spending a little bit of time up there um, and seeing other people on their balconies doing their exercises or their yoga or whatever. So I'm like, hey, we're all in it together. You just give them a little wave and just be like, yeah, we're doing it. Um, so that's been nice. Yeah. What about you? What have you been doing? Uh, just exercise as well not much else really yeah. I've been keeping busy just keeping busy Um, I guess the first reason I've been keeping busy is the reason I'm going to talk about is for my reasons to be cheerful and here hey. is the song be cheerful. Why don't you get back Why don't you get reasons back to be cheerful reasons to be cheerful reasons to be cheerful one two three Yeah, so I decided to keep myself busy this week by uh, organizing a quiz, which was uh, actually really good fun. Um, Having never even run a quiz before or figured out how to do a live stream on YouTube before, I was pretty happy with how it all went. We had... You just um, went right in. Yeah, yeah, I did. I was like... Well, we did the Lumo live stream uh, a couple of weeks ago, and we're doing another one of those on Saturday, Desert Island Disco. So we're doing another live stream between the three of our houses. Um, but the main thing was that, you know, I was like, okay, I can figure this out. I know how to do uh, this kind of technology stuff. And I was really happy with how it went. I had a mechanism for a le- with a leaderboard and everything. We had 488 people did uh, mm-hmm. the quiz. So it was like a crazy amount. Of I people. saw some uh, of it. I didn't partake in it because I had to, I wasn't able to stay for the duration, but I popped in. Yeah, I was really happy with how it went. I'm hoping to do it again and people were super sound about um donating as well, which is really great because that obviously is the only source of income we could possibly have right now and uh yeah. so that was much appreciated. But again, I was just really happy with it. I'm definitely going to look into doing it again maybe on the 19th of April uh, again on a right. Sunday. Uh, it was only like it was a nice hour and a half, so it was kind of a nice thing to do. Yeah. And uh, I had fun coming up with the questions and doing an audio and image round. And uh, yeah, it's all actually on YouTube. You can watch it back. It's really weird. It's really weird to be broadcasting on YouTube. It's just like I thought I'd never do that. Mm. Um, but uh, sure, this is the world we live in now. But I was really happy with it. So that kept me busy and cheerful, actually, because it just like the donations were there and a lot of people were were interested. I got a lot of good feedback afterwards. So it was great. So I'm really happy with it. Good. Um, great. So that was brilliant. And then I just been keeping on uh, on the regular stuff uh, this week, just keeping the website going and uh, writing about new music and uh, bits and pieces that are going on. Actually, tomorrow you will hear on the podcast feed a, bit, a little bit of a special about the recent um, Arts Council and government response to the arts uh, community in terms of the funds that they introduced last Friday. So a week on, I'm going to be talking to a couple of people who um, were the National Campaign for the Arts. Uh, Angela Dorgan will be talking to me about um, their kind of involvement in one of the schemes as a first, first music contact, but also as 
a a body who are you know responding to the government and holding them account and what they think of what's uh, come out in the last week and also be talking to Jenny Jennings of this is pop baby about um their response they came out very strongly against the um all of the funds that were available and I'll explain all that probably I was going to do it in this episode, but I think it makes more sense to do it as a separate episode. It's a it's a big issue. It actually took me a fair few days to figure out what exactly is going on. Um, so myself yeah. and Duke were looking at that a lot this week. So we thought we'd actually talk to people directly affected or who have um, uh, who are talking have the ear of the government and the Arts Council about these kind of things. So you can look out for that tomorrow. Um, right. So yeah, that's kind of that's kind of been keeping me busy, and that's kind of nice in a way, you know. Like it's just been mm-hmm. those simple things. What about yourself? What what reasons have you got to be cheerful this week? My reason to be cheerful this week is I put out a tweet last week because I was like, oh no, there's a birthday coming up, and that birthday is Harry's birthday. Shit, because obviously can't see each other. We're completely social distancing. Um. But I was like, oh no, there's a birthday. So we usually get each other records for our birthdays. And I was like, well, all the places are going to be shut down. No, no, they're not. Tower Records, Dublin, came through. I ordered a record on Monday and it arrived today. Here it is. Well, it's in its packaging. Well, it arrived today. So I can post that to Harry. Harry doesn't listen to this podcast, so it's fine. Um, and, <laughs> and he's not on social media um, either, presumably. And he's not on social media. He does exist, I promise. I don't make him up. But um, <laughs> I have met him. He does exist. You have met him, yes. Um, but yeah, so Tower Records are delivering. Um, I think two to three days is what they're kind of giving. So if you're in dire need of, a, of an LP... Um, as one finds themselves being uh, during these times, I suppose. Um, I wrote at the weekend a lot about spending more time at my LP player and um, just a lot more time at my records and trying to be a bit more mindful in my listening and getting away from the screen and the computer. Um, so if you are looking to get some records, there are... And Tower Records is by no means the only place that are delivering at the moment. They were just the place that, uh, to me, looked like they had... Uh, the fastest delivery so yeah the record um, hub is the other K- one yeah the record hub yeah there's a couple of places um shout out to Killian Grant for DMing me and letting me know about their times and also for drawing a really cool portrait of me which I love um and it's on my Instagram he drew like a few it was his birthday and everybody that wished him a happy birthday he drew a portrait of them and he gave me green hair and green's my favorite color. So yeah, Uh, big shout out. But yeah, that's my reason to be cheerful. It made me really happy today. Um, I guess if I had another reason to be cheerful, it'd be the sunshine. I thought that it would make me feel sad uh, because sometimes I get sad in the summertime if I don't have plans. Um, But sort of very selfishly, like knowing that nobody else can do anything either. I was like, okay. I don't feel as sad now. Um, yeah. We're all sort of in it together. Uh, so I went outside just to the patch of grass near my near my apartments today with my book and a packet of snacks, like the, the crisps snacks. Mm. And I read some of my book and it was lovely. Yeah. So I'm actually, nice. I'm a lot cheerier today than I have been on maybe the past two episodes where I was a bit 
you know, the world caving in on me sort of thing. So Yeah, um, well, I guess I guess we're all yeah. kind of getting used to it a bit more, aren't we? It's a bit weird. Yeah. But, um, you know, out of necessity, uh, you can have your ups and downs. But it's, yeah, I think the weather probably does help, even if you can't get out in it a little bit. You're just like, at least it's yeah. nice outside, you know? We're like, it's easy. Yeah, nice. at least you can sit <laughs> you can by sit your window and... Your, on, yeah, on your balcony or your or your small yard, as it is in my case. And uh, yeah, yeah, so not the worst thing in the world. So will we move on to no. songs of the week? Our first song this week is from The Strokes. It's called Brooklyn Bridge to Chorus. And it sounds like this. Is never enough, just wait for this to go into circles. Okay, that is the third song from the Strokes album coming out uh, this Friday called The New Abnormal. And that is Brooklyn Bridge to Chorus. Now, Dre, I'm gonna I'm gonna defer to you on this one. Um you've heard okay. all three. We've all we both heard all three, but I think I feel like you're a bigger fan of the Strokes currently than I am. So um how are you feeling about it now coming into Friday? Do you think um, I'm... we're in for something good? Yeah, I'm getting really, really excited. Um, I read the um, Guardian article with the band that came out about two weeks ago and um, Alexis, P- P- how do I say his name? Pedroides, critic, critic Pedroides. Yes, him. He seemed to have a pretty good opinion or had the opinion that the album is really good and that it's a return to kind of roots strokes sound um and i do tend to be aligned with what he makes of um partic- particularly in guitar music I, I i like his criticism on that so that gave me a little bit of hope um bad decisions obviously i love 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 that song it's one of my favorite songs that's come out this year so far uh brooklyn bridge to chorus is a it's a different strokes, but it's still a ah, different strokes, um, ah. but it's still very much within the DNA of the band. Like there's nothing here that is too off the wall. There's a bit of angles. There's a bit of the voids. Um, but I, I really like how they're really going for it with that kind of 80s synth thing. But they're not going into kind of silly land where they sort of went with some of their later tunes. Uh, I think the chorus in it is brilliant. Um, Albert Hammond Jr. is just, you know, he's three for three on really good riffs um, in, in, in these three tracks that we've heard so far. So I suppose, yeah, going into the album, I feel really excited. I feel hopeful. I don't know if that's a fool's errand now, but like I'm I'm hopeful that they're that now that they actually want to be making music together again, 
that it's going to show um and that it's gonna it's gonna pay off for them because I guess they they made their best music when they wanted to be in the same room as each other um and now that they're in that position again um and seem to be um sort of wanting to go back to the sound that brought them together and the sound that really defined them on those early albums and even like the first three albums um I'm hoping to hear more like the guitar driven bad decisions kind of vibe but if we get 10 songs that are more aligned with Brooklyn Bridge to Chorus I'm not going to be too mad cool yeah um I enjoyed this track um I felt like yeah it wasn't too surprising but it had enough uh humor and stuff like that in there as well that I enjoyed mm. didn't feel too jaded can we switch into the chorus right now the 80s bands all those kind of references mm. in the pre-chorus I enjoyed that and uh yeah so I, I think we don't have long to wait thankfully uh, no. Same as we don't have long to wait to listen to uh, Laura Marling's new album. Um, she has an album yeah, on same Friday day. called Song for Our Daughter. And this is the lead track from it called Held Down. Okay, that is Laura Marling. A song is called Held Down from a Song for Our Daughter, which is a, an album that she announced this week. Uh, Dre, have you seen that she has been doing these Instagram guitar tutorials um, every Thursday and Saturday, I believe, or Thursday and Sunday? On her Instagram, she's been doing oh. like just guitar lessons kind of thing. So this all came out of this as well. I think she's felt, felt quite... Uh, like it's been quite a connecting thing for her um, to do in isolation. That's awesome. And uh, yeah, so she's she decided. Is she teaching like the, her own songs, or is she? Yeah, the ones I've seen so far. I've only I haven't. Yeah, I think she's been teaching her own songs mainly, um, but probably a bit of everything. I think I've only seen a couple of them. Um, definitely, she did release, I'm definitely going to join the one on Thursday. Then I'll do that. Yeah, it's. Um, I think it's at eight o'clock. I think around the time. Um, so interested to see she released a statement with this uh, saying it's strange to watch the facade of our daily lives dissolve away living only the essentials those we love and are worried for them an album stripped of everything that modernity and ownership does to it is is essentially a piece of me and I'd like for you to have it I'd like for you perhaps to hear a strange story about the fragmentary nonsensical experience of trauma and enduring quest to understand what it is to be a woman in this society generally the album seems to be about um, a daughter that she's had recently and thinking about um, preparing her for life and all of its nuance and uh, how uh, you know forces um, unseen or fragmenting society will affect her so that's kind of seems to be what the uh, vibe of the album is about she said the album is that strange whisper a little distorted a little out of sequence such as life um, so yeah I haven't really been listening to Laura Marling much in the last few years but I do dip in every now and again and I think she's uh, 
I'm glad she's still there and existing and making these nice, um, um, thoughtful songs um, from her own perspective. And uh, Held Down is another one of those kind of songs for me. Yeah, me too. I, I think I, I lost track of Laura um, after maybe her second album. Um, and I sort yeah, she of kind of went a bit more Joni her. Mitchell, you know, she went a bit Joni Mitchell. Yeah, and I mean, not not to say that I didn't like anything that she did after that, but I just, I didn't really listen to it. Um, it just wasn't where I was at at the time. So when I saw her statement this week, I I was like, yeah, actually, I would really enjoy some, I, I really want to know what Laura Marling in 2020 sounds like, because I think she was so of her time she was so kind of you know early to mid tens in her sound um and was really influential on the folk scene at that time um particularly for women um i i've always thought that her her lyrics are outstanding her ability to kind of weave a melody is is brilliant she's an excellent guitarist really sweet vocals and yeah, I'm I'm really excited to hear what she's going to do with a a sort of a central concept or a central idea, because I think she's such a good lyricist that she can really expand on on an idea very well. Uh, so, yeah, I'm really, really excited for Friday. I think this track sounds great. I think it sounds really full, really uh, considered, nuanced. There's, there's more production in it than I think I've heard from her anyway, in terms of getting a little bit more harmony in there, getting percussion in there, that kind of thing. So yeah, I, I think she sounds great. I'm really excited for, for that album on Friday as well. I'll listen to it right after The Strokes. Actually, no, I'll listen to it right after Hamilton Lighthousers. Uh, considered nuances, maybe not something that could be applied to the next song on our songs on the list, uh. is uh, Drake with Toosy Slide. No Buckles on the jacket, it's elite shit. Nike crossbody, got a piece in it. Gotta dance, but it's really on some street shit. I'ma show you how to get it. It go right foot up, left foot slide, left foot up, right foot slide. Basically, I'm saying either way we bout to slide. Hey, can't let this one slide. Hey, don't you wanna dance with me? No, I could dance like Michael Jackson. I could get you the passion. It's a thriller in a trap. Where we from? Baby, don't you wanna dance with me? No, I could dance like Michael J. Son, I could get you satisfaction. And you know we out here every day with it. I'ma show you how to get it. It go right foot up, left foot slide, left foot up, right foot slide. Basically, I'm saying either way we bout to slide. Okay, that was Drake with Tusi Slide. Hmm. Okay, so what I can deduce from this is that Drake, uh, a couple of things, uh, Drake makes TikTok songs now only, um, or this is like a TikTok song. Um, so, and secondly, Michael Jackson references, hello, what are we doing? Right. Where, what year is it? Has it been, it's been a year. And so we just, we, like he can do what he wants. All right. Okay. All very weird. Um, a very bad song, I would say. Um, and, you know, I don't think... I think the, like songs that are good for TikToks, yeah, look, I get it. It's fine. You can make a song that like has a dance move so people can do it in, in TikTok. But um, I think it's just debasing himself even further than he needs to be. Come on, he he, he can be better than that, but he's not showing it there. The, the uh, weekend managed to make a TikTok song that was also a decent song. Yeah, do you know? that's like, how you do it. It, it. it can be done. It's like it's totally doable. Drake did not do it. I'm, I'm going to read you the four notes I have on this song, okay? 
Okay, <laughs> all right. Right, my four notes are, number one, a boring TikTok song that references Michael Jackson. Number two, any song that needs to say the words, basically I'm saying, after the hook, doesn't have a good hook. You shouldn't need to explain your hook. Number three, now, right, I'll preface this by saying I've seen the dance that the children are doing on, on the TikTok to the thing, to the song, and it's fine, you know. Um, but the instructions in the song are stupid because, right, you can't slide one foot while the other foot is up. So it doesn't even make sense, right? He never says to put the foot down. Stupid. <laughs> and That's implied, number four, implied. Number four is just I'm annoyed. Because I was, by by the end of the song, I was annoyed at the absolute cynicism of it. I hate Drake. I hate him. I really, really, really wish he would stop making music. Um, stop collaborating with people that I like. Just go away. Go, go and like design t-shirts or do whatever it is that people do when they stop doing one career and they like get into fashion or whatever go do that go make a perfume but stay out of my ears stay out of my spotify suggestions i hate him <laughs> okay well that's your um full take on uh, but drake. that's just my opinion man you know i'll try not to bring some drake to you for a while maybe and uh yes but in please. The i guess yeah. one of the reasons why I, I was like want to bring this up i actually ended up making a tiktok for my niece in america this week because it was her birthday today and send it so to me I immediately was... no no oh no yeah, it's pri- it's private and you're not going to see it um but no Is it it's the just weekend like that's dance her... with the Oh, it's just a little, it's like some, um, some meme thing. So I did that and, uh, wish her a happy birthday afterwards and all that kind of stuff. So we all, basically everybody in the family sent her a TikTok, um, for her birthday this morning. So So she had one from all around, all around the world. Um, cause she's in America. Do you remember birthday cards? Do you remember when you were kids and you'd get a birthday card? I know, but she's, she's 11. She's not, she, she's not going to want a birthday card. She wants. TikTok. That's the thing. It's mad. TikTok. But it was just kind of fascinating, you know. It was like I was like looking through TikTok a lot this week. So that was interesting. Um so I downloaded the app and my my housemate's been teaching me all about TikTok and what the memes are. And I made a TikTok about how to froth milk in a in a cafeteria. (laughs) And um and it was really complicated and like I took it took me an hour. Um and yeah, TikTok's really weird. Do you know, right, I have so many opinions on TikTok and this is definitely something for another episode. We we will at some stage deep dive into the music of TikTok. But something about TikTok that I will say is that we're not, we haven't reached um, its sort of moment yet. There's still too much shit that isn't funny on TikTok. And I think it's A, because there's no time limit on it like Vine. Like the, the joy of Vine was that you had to be creative within such a short time span so it created this whole new style of comedy or style of meme or whatever whereas tiktok it 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 doesn't it doesn't put any restrictions on you so you don't have to be creative within it so you can just be stupid and two or b i can't remember what i started with um is that there's just too much crap on it like that we haven't found the tiktok stars who are like the vine stars yet so once that happens, once it becomes Vine and once it finds, once it figures out what it is and if it isn't just like, and also, sorry, we need to get hot women off TikTok. 
I don't need to see some hot girl in her yoga gear doing the weekend dance. Like, I already feel shit enough about my life without seeing that. I'm here for memes. Don't give me. I'm just getting cats. Clothes. I'm just getting cats and dogs for me. I mean, that's all I'm getting, really. Um, oh, really? So maybe, okay. Well, I need uh, to find cat and dog TikTok then, because just start looking at. I think the more you look at those kind of things, the more it'll show you them. I think that's how it works. Yeah. But what do you think of it? Have you heard? Have you heard? Like, it has given us a couple of hit songs, and I am interested in those kind of uh, things, like that box song. The box uh, is a is actually not a bad song at all, but it actually wasn't. I don't know if it was conceived to be a TikTok uh, song, but it definitely. It stands on its own separately. Uh, I don't know and, that song. Uh, I don't think. Very popular. Uh, Roddy Rich, uh, The Box, uh, very popular song. Uh, it was number one for a long time there uh, recently in the US. So, uh, yeah. And then like there's things like that band Sales, the indie band, whose song was being used on a lot of uh, videos recently. Just I like those kind of serendipitous things that just kind of come out of nowhere. And I hope it keeps doing yeah. that because I would... Yeah. I would hope that it seems that a lot of 80s stuff is popular like aha uh-huh, and that's why maybe Blinding Lights is popular on it as well and that makes a lot of sense to me as well yeah so we're gonna go well, from I mean, Bl- Capit- Blinding Lights is just as cynical as Drake's song like it was totally made with that in mind but the difference is that it's also a good song um, yeah. and it's also catchy you know um, whereas Drake was just like oh the weekend of the TikTok song so I better get into the studio for four and a half seconds spit out whatever bullshit is coming out of my ears and just <laughs> you know upload it like just yeah. oh mm, mm, mm. Yeah. do we have anything okay. else good to talk about nope <laughs> That's it. That's it. Okay, you talked about cafeteers on TikTok, which is so your brand. Now we're going to talk about another of your brands, which is Cakes. This is a band uh, called Chai, and the song is called No More Cake. Okay, that is the Japanese four-piece Chai, who um, are a band who worship at the altar of Kawaii, which is a kind of a, we talked about it before we reviewed their album. Last, it was only last year, right? Only last year. Last year, yeah, yeah um, their album Punk, which tried to recontextualize what Kawaii or cute um, in Japanese is and what punk is and that punk can be cute and cute can be punk and women can be all things to all people and all things to themselves they're such a good band um and i'm really happy to see that they're having a lot of crossover now at the moment um because i never got the kind of k-pop business um but i'm so here for chai um this song is great. Um, they said about it. It's it's got a really fab video as well, with just like cake being mashed around their faces. Um, they said about the song, "No more cake" is a a sarcastic poke about wearing makeup. We feel that you should wear makeup that suits you. Wearing makeup shouldn't be based on the orders of someone else. Doing your makeup to look like another person is the same as applying cake to your face. 
um, which I think is really, it's, it's a good kind of feminist issue to kind of talk about at the moment because I, I, I don't know if you are in the, these corners of the internet. I doubt you are, but, um, like women's makeup has been so kind of defined by the aesthetics of say the Kardashians for the past few years insofar as like people are you know once contouring was do you know what contouring is I do yes yeah so once contouring was kind of discovered for the lay person it's like okay quick change the shape of your face to look like this one ideal that we have decided is the thing and it's very annoying and very unfeminist and um patriarchal and problematic and and all, and all of these things it also crosses over with a lot of issues about race because you get a lot of you know white women uh, making themselves darker and not even really realizing what they're doing is you know incredibly problematic um and some of them do realize it so i think it's a really cool issue for these girls to have tackled but like every issue that they tackle they do it with such fun and such spunk and such cool riffs and cool hooks that I I think they're one of the most charming bands making music right now but they're also so incredibly vital Uh, I mean they sound this this track could be like a Grimes track from five years ago um from maybe her the album before what what was that one with with California on it Uh, Art Angels it sounds kind of Art Angels-esque but also still so very themselves um so yeah i'm chuffed to see them back i think they have an album coming maybe this year yeah i couldn't see that now it just i'm not sure i think i I think i think i read one one throwaway thing on a website that maybe there's an album coming in 2020 but don't don't quote me on it anyway but um yeah just you know the girls the girls doing good unbelievable hooks um the song takes a bit to kind of not find itself but it it takes its time building into what it becomes and then it's just such an absolute jam i love it yeah a lot of energy and a lot of um a lot of production going on there as well so uh yeah fun, band, yeah. fun, fun band mm. okay that's our songs of the week for this week we're going to move on to album uh our album for this week is from empress of lorelei rodriguez third album um it is called i'm your empress of I feel like we talked about Empress of not that long ago, but it actually has been, I don't know. Did we review the album or did we just go talk we, to the gig, talk about the gig? I'm not we sure. We didn't review the album. We reviewed the song When I'm With Him, when it came out. And then we talked briefly about the album, but we didn't do a full review. And then we talked about her gig in the Button Factory? No, Whelan's, was it? Uh, Whelan's, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Whelan's, here's yeah, yeah. A t- Here's a taste of one of the songs from it. It's called Give Me Another Chance.
Okay, that was Empress of a song from her album called Give Me Another Chance. Um, I have been a big fan of uh, Laura Loy Rodriguez for a long time. I kind of wasn't expecting this album so soon, I guess, relative terms. First album came out in 2015, um, and that was called Me, and then we had You, or yeah, and then this one is called I'm Your Empress of. And then of. this one, yeah. And, yeah. And in a way, like, because we saw her last year, I don't remember, did she do any new songs? But I do remember that the way that she constructed her live set was very much like everything flowed into one another. And I thought that was yeah. interesting. I like when, when bands do that, or like when artists do that live. And there's definitely a lot of that kind of energy going on here. It's a bit more clubby in a way than uh, some of her last stuff. Um, and it all kind of flows together nicely. It's more full-bodied and more like, yeah, it's kind of more clubby for sure. Um but lyrically kind of more focused on a breakup and in amongst that, like one night stands and stuff like that. And also I love the way it's kind of set up. It has her mother um, who uh, is an uh, immigrant and uh, talking about learning English and stuff like that. So it kind of sets up her as a person in a really nice way. And her mm. mother kind of interjects here and there, um, which I think is a really smart way of, um, you know, keeping a nice thematic tone to the album. Um Look, there's no surprise here. I really like this. Um, I don't think there's a few great songs on it for me. And I've talked about this before and I'll talk about it again because it's worth uh, repeating. The song that she did with Blood Orange, uh, Best of You, is one of my favorite songs maybe of all time. And uh, yeah. there's so much euphoria and like beauty in that song. And I think there's parts here, not that she necessarily matches that, but there's parts where I feel like she's channeling that same kind of energy, especially on a song like You Give It Up. And I just love her voice so much. I love it. I just like could listen to her all day. And I have been in the last week, pretty much. Yeah, um, I also really like Empress of I wasn't as wild about the last album as you were um I remember us having conversations about that at the time I loved when I'm with him that song was one of my songs of the year for that year was that 2018 or 2019 2018 yeah yeah 2018 yeah that yeah that was like in my top 10 songs of that year absolutely loved it um and then when the rest of the album didn't sound like that I was a bit disappointed so going into this I was expecting um something like you said more akin to a a club set um like her gig last year was very much set up as if she was you know as as a dj set like there was very very few pauses during it there was there was a lovely pause during it where she told us about how her mother had made the costumes and um, so her mother's obviously a huge supporter of her work and a huge kind of in a way a collaborator with her um on those on those live shows and obviously now um having her her contribution via kind of spoken word snippets uh throughout the piece which i think really does bring in um very interesting ideas about identity and womanhood and what it is to be a first generation immigrant uh what it is to be um a woman uh from Honduras what it is to be a mother what it is to be a daughter all all of these things and then you know wrapping them together in this perspective on heartbreak that I think probably lies somewhere in between that kind of fucking I'm going out with my friends and the crying on the dance floor narratives or perspectives that we've kind of heard a lot of uh, in the last decade there's something of both in in here um 
And I, yeah, I, I, I think lyrically, she's come really far on this. Actually, um, I, I really, I think she's got some really interesting turns of phrase, especially around the idea of womanhood. Like on "Give It Up," she says, "Life is not easy. Being a woman is not easy. Woman can be misinterpreted, but you make yourself the woman you want to be." And I, I like how simple and straightforward the lyrics are. She's not getting herself wrapped up in metaphor. She's she's creating hooks and lyrics that you can sing out on the dance floor with your friends if you're brokenhearted or or if 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 any of that stuff kind of, or and, and and if you're not brokenhearted there's a good hook there for you to kind of enjoy um i do i think the album maybe lacked a little bit of um diversity in sound um so, some songs were maybe feeding into the next song a little bit too closely for me. Um, m- much of it sounded more like a mix than an album. Um, but I mean, that's, it's uh, c- compared to everything that I like about the album, namely the, the production on it, which I think she has amped the fuck up um, her skills. She produced most of it. I think there's only two tracks that she worked with somebody else on it. Um, and, you know, her, her her vocals, I think she's never sounded better. Like I said, her lyrics um, have, have really come a long way in terms of um, a simplicity and how how she's using them as as currency, I suppose. Um, and yeah, like, I mean, the whatever my problems are with the album, mainly, you know, like a, a lack of diversity in sound, are far outweighed by what I enjoyed about it. Um, I think she remains a really fun artist, a really charming artist. And I really admire how she discusses identity, um, especially in this. And I think she should definitely continue down that route. I, you know, if she wants to, but I, I, I think she, she speaks well on it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm a fan. I enjoy the immediacy of the album. Um, I think it is it does benefit from the fact that it was all recorded uh, in two months. Um, obviously, very clearly after a heartbreak, um, which is very palpably felt on it. Um, but I think the immediacy of the album is actually its greatest strength because it doesn't. It's not doesn't seem like it's second guessing itself too much. It doesn't seem like it was laboured over too much. And yeah. right now, I feel like like with. Dua Lipa's album last week um, those kind of immediate um, listens are the kind of things you need right now because there's we need we need things to make us feel a bit better or make us feel um, you know for others or make us feel uh, you know like there's like there's a couple of bangers on this but there's also like a lot of you know lyrics that are very personal and very direct and I think like you said they're not wrapped up in huge metaphors or anything like that and it's very simplistic it's very direct and I think for me that's why I like this a lot I think it's her favorite her it's my favorite album for her so far I think it's her strongest one overall um yeah. in terms of her solo work um so I'll definitely be going back to this a lot particularly songs like love is a drug uh you give it up I think is probably my favorite one off it at the moment give me another yeah, chance yeah you give it up is fantastic um, yeah like there is there, there is a couple of very good pop songs on there but I wouldn't nece- I, like I would say this is much more of a dance record than a pop record um and to kind of discuss it in terms of pop might might do it a disservice um because I think there's a lot more going on that is aligned with 
dance music than there is with pop music. Um, and yeah, like there is, there is bangers on it. Um, you you yeah, give it up, like it's fantastic. That, yeah, that has production from a producer called Jamie Stack, um, who uh, I've been listening to for a long time, actually. And so good to hear that as well. And well, mostly it's herself uh, uh, producing and, and writing everything. And uh, yeah, I think it's a really positive thing. She's obviously leaning into her identity. Um, and, you know, like you do get a bit of that backstory there, which is really nice through her mother. And that's a, a nice thing. And obviously you can really feel that she went through um, a very toxic relationship there as well. Um, there's a lot of quite uh, like there's a part in one of the songs where she's saying um, like her partner is calling her just another bitch and all this kind of stuff. And yeah, and then she's struggling a bit with that. And then or just saying in not the one like basically having a one night stand or or just being like, I know you're not the one, but like it's it's grand. I need it's what I need right now. Um, so there's a bit of despair in there as well. So, um, but I think overall it's a very very good album and uh, one I'll definitely be returning. I'm interested to see how this um shapes up uh, later in the year when I'll be listening to it again and going back to it. And uh, so yeah, I think it's a really really good release from Empress of. Yep, I agree. And I actually I think you hit on a very good point there. Um about the immediacy of it because I'm finding it difficult to uh, engage with things that are I guess released now but don't have an immediacy I probably need to think this through a little bit more but I, I think I think it's hard to engage with art that is created outside of the world that we're living in right this very minute because everything else is just going to kind of seem a bit trivial so if something has an immediacy to it we can kind of at least relate in its, I guess, proximity to crisis, if if you, if not, you know, so much proximity to this crisis. Um, but yeah, you know, good, good album. I don't think it's like, you know, one of the best albums of the year or anything like that, but I definitely think it's her best album. And I think she's going the right way with her sound. She's going the right way with her production and long may she reign. Very good. Okay. This is another bit of a song from the, this is uh, Love is a Drug. Right, that was Empress of album is called I'm Your Empress of. That's her third album. So yeah, uh, really enjoying that. Um uh so before we finish, it's time to ask the question, what's consuming you, Dre? What's been going on for you? What are you what are you spending your time in isolation um doing and listening to and reading this week? I have been so I've been watching Tiger King. Um won't I mean I think everything that has been that there I know is a fair bit about it. it. I yeah, about it. I feel Should like I everything it? that needs to be said about it has already been said by other people. But 
I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I thought that the, I, I will say that like the, the animal parts of it were difficult for me to look at because I get like probably more upset than most. I find it very difficult to watch things like that, uh, especially animals in captivity. But it, it was kind of worth pu- pushing through that first episode where most of it is uh, for the story because these people are uh, like incredibly interesting dark people um and yeah I, I mean I, I won't say too much to you about it but it is it is definitely very bingeable like you'll you'll see the episodes roll into each other very quickly and and very easily so yeah watch Tiger King I haven't been watching a whole lot uh, I've mostly been reading um I think I talked about uh, I just started a book called uh, Bina last week, yeah, uh, which is by uh, Anna Canna Schofield, who is an Irish Canadian author. Um, it's being released in the UK, um, I think maybe already released this week, next week, something like that. It's a fantastic um, book, a fantastic narrative of uh, an old woman who's living in Mayo who has had enough, um, enough of men, enough of um, the hardship that she's going through. And she's a very, very funny, unreliable narrator um, that is just such a creative um, and modernist telling of a woman who's just had it up to here. And I really, really, really recommend people read it. Um, It's one I'd recommend actually ordering the copy of because the physical book the layout of the pages and things it it does really interesting stuff that I'm not sure you would get as much on an ebook format um I also read finally call me by your name I read that I started it last night and I finished it today um it's quite a short enough book I mean I think it's 300 pages or so or maybe less um I adore the film. I, I like it. I think it's a how does, five how does it compare to the film? Um it's I, I would definitely say that it's a very good companion piece to the film. Um Elio and Oliver are both they they both I mean I, I obviously I watched the film first. I've seen the film like four times. I'm I adore it. I think it's perfect. Um and if you liked the film, I do really, really recommend reading the book but a, a lot of the key scenes in the film are you know lifted from the book so it's it's cool to get it uh, the, the book is told from Elio's perspective uh which is uh Timothy uh, Chalamet's character and it's really cool to kind of because we don't have narration in the film it's nice to to get his perspective on things and it does give you more more of a sense of why he acts the way he does in maybe the first third of the film why he's acting cold towards Oliver and uh, what what his motivations are behind that but there's also some scenes in the book that didn't make it into the film that I thought were just so beautifully told and you learn so much about the characters through them um but I, I think it's it's one of the best book to film I mean, I, I don't even know if, if it is an adaptation. I think it's sort of, a, I, I really feel like they are companion pieces. Um, so if you have seen the film and have been putting off reading the book because you've already seen the film, I think there's a lot to gain from going and reading the book. The language in it is just 
delicious like it is just so I, I read it on Kindle and on Kindle you know you can highlight um certain passages and I I, I don't know how many I highlighted because they were just so beautiful and poetic and wonderful and it does make you think wistfully about when you thought everything was gonna be fine and then it wasn't and brought up brings up all that stuff but in a really kind of universally painful way that art does um and it's yeah it's such a beautiful book so yeah really really recommend that and beyond that um I was listening to a good bit of Fountains of Wayne this week as well um which was you know because of a sad thing but it was nice to go back to um Welcome Interstate Manager that album which I loved um so much when it yeah, came we've out kind of and dispense with the news section at the moment because it just feels like everything is bad yeah, news. So yeah, and we we, we tend not to, to talk cheerful, about so. deaths too much mm. on on the show anyway. But yeah, I said I'd 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 give that record a shout out for for anybody who kind of wrote that band off, thinking that they were a one hit wonder band who just had Stacy's mom, which incidentally is one of the best pop songs ever written. Um. I yeah I, I I would say if if you've written the band off it they're definitely worth going and listening to you know those those first two records certainly but you could pretty much dip into any of his stuff um yeah. I remember I remember Dave Fanning used to play Fountains of Wayne early in the early days um I can't even remember yeah. what the album is called but he he had a song he always played from them and uh, I'm not that familiar with him and uh, maybe sing to the bottom was the one, maybe that one that you played all the time. Mm. I distinctly That's remember great. playing at all the time. Um, so yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Sad to hear that this week. Um, for yeah. myself, I've been list. I've been just re. I've been loving the Sopranos. I'm nearly Yay. at the end of season one, and every bit of it is just so like you just want to drink it in. It's so brilliant. Like there's such brilliant characters, such brilliant dialogue. Every you just you just grip the entire time. And uh, yeah, I'm just loving it so much. I'm just I want to try and watch the whole thing all again. Um, so we're at the end. I'm, I'm gonna at the end of season one. Uh, tonight I think we might finish it tonight. So that'd be nice to do. Um, and other than that, like I haven't really been doing an awful lot. Like I said, I was busy with the quiz and all that kind of stuff. Keep myself too busy probably. But I've been really, 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 really uh hammering um the Dua Lipa album. Uh, future nostalgia yeah. surprise i guess in terms of what we were talking about there in the immediacy and like escapism um i've been playing tracks two to eight um pretty much non-stop um when i've been sticking things on and then i've been putting on something else Um, i just been finding a really nice comfort um and then uh the korean american uh, producer yeji had a mixtape out last week i've been listening to that a fair bit uh it's called what we drew and then on a it's either extremes it's either like the upbeat buyers or the down tempo kind of ambient stuff i've been going for at the moment and uh ship's simon cullen released a um album this week uh called holding patterns and it's interesting because it's actually uh uses field recordings from the island of inish turk in its construction and dna and uh, it's a really lovely listen and uh, we're going to finish actually with a song from simon cullen uh, from that album it is called holding patterns do check it out we wrote about it on the website this week uh, but the song we've been playing is called holding pattern and and one other small thing that i've just been really enjoying uh, an instagram account called steely dance basically uh people somebody has taken um 
videos of boiler rooms and cool things and put Steely Dan over them. <laughs> and uh, I've just been really enjoying that because I'm a Steely Dan fan. So that's kind of those little cool. little bursts of uh, dopamine that are giving you a bit of, uh, yeah, a bit of hit of niceness. So that's really it for me. Great. Yeah, that's it for me also. So I guess we'll see or people will hear us next week. They won't see us. Um, maybe yeah. at some stage they'll see us. But yeah, not yet. Know, um, <laughs> Again, I uh, should have mentioned it earlier on, but patreon.com forward slash Nightline. We had a good few subscribers in the last week. So thank you all for that. Uh, I thank put you up, guys. Um, putting up excuses to play this every week. And also, a, I actually put it, this This made me a little bit like heart sore to put it up, but it was nice. It felt nice ultimately. Um, a mix from. I love uh, the term heart sore. That's a really yeah. nice phrase. I'd never heard that before. Heart sore. Oh, anyway, so, yeah. sorry. Um, so it was my uh, my my one hour DJ set from another love story last year in the shift shack. It had me thinking about summers and uh, friends and dancing and uh, DJing and all the nice things that we can't currently do right now. But uh, if you are interested in listening to that, you can go to patreon.com for slash nine and hear that as well. Um, so yeah, uh, that's it from us this week, Andrea. Thanks very much. Um, I look forward to seeing Thank what you. you bake next week. And uh, thank you. Yeah, it'll you. hopefully be yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, we will leave you with a track from Simon Cullen. This is called Holding Pattern, something nice to, um, you know, soothe you into whatever is coming next in your day. Okay, thanks very much. Bye. Bye.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.